The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. What up, boys and girls? Ladies and gentlemen, Wells Cast coming at you just a couple of days before Christmas, which is just weird. I feel like this year has completely flown by. The decade is almost over, and I have yet to do um, any shopping. But the good news is, is that my guest today is selling a bunch of stuff. And I don't know, it might be something perfect for a loved one. Some stocking stuffers coming up. I will say this. This is the episode that I think most of my female listeners will be excited for. Their heart will be a fluttering for our guest today. And I will say this. For whatever weird reason, I have a very close connection with our guest. I grew up in the same town as this man. Um, I don't think he has any idea who I am. I don't think he has any idea that I uh, know his father very well. On the Wells cast today, the son of the great Clint Eastwood, Scott Eastwood, will be on the show. All you ladies out there, relax. Take a deep breath. This one is going to make you all hot and bothered. Your Christmas wish has been granted. Coming up right here on the Wells Cast. Back in the Wells Cast. Wells here a couple days before Christmas. It's crazy. And um, actually, if you're trying to figure out what the hell you should get anyone in your family, I've got um, I've got an idea for you. Scott Eastwood is on the Wells Cast right now. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good now that I'm here with you. That's thank, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Very good inside. All right. He's even better looking in person, ladies, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> So um, you actually have uh, some gift ideas for people out there, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I've got a brand called Made Here. Yep. And it's all things made in America. Um, I brought you some socks. Thank you. And a t-shirt. Wonderful. And a hat. Nice. Um, And we also got some boxers. So if you're looking for any of those items this holiday season and you want to, you know, buy American, Mm -hmm. check them out. So is that the deal? It's it's like completely made in America and- soup to nuts and all our packaging is 
all recycled or and recyclabled. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you see this plastic, it's all. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's good. Um, so where do people go if they want to get some of this stuff? Madeherebrand.com. And you guys just gave me a promo code. Use Wells20 and you get 20% off. That's it. Easy enough. And uh, it's something for everybody. Perfect stocking stuffer. Um, I know a lot of dads out there love socks. We got dad hats too. Do you? Yeah, we got dad hats. We got to talk about your dad Mm. uh, in a little bit. So I don't know if anyone told you, but the idea of this show is origin stories. I'm just like kind of obsessed with how people get to where they are. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows the story of when someone becomes famous because then all of a sudden they're in the limelight. But how the hell did you get to that point is what's interesting to me. And it's a blueprint for a lot of people that, that, you know, want to be in the entertainment industry or we have a lot of athletes or musicians on. And I just think it's very interesting. Now for you, um, I have a weird connection with you and I don't think you know it, but when you walked in, you're like, have we met before? And so maybe we have, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, You grew up in a little town called Monterey, California. Mm Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a little town called Monterey, California. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, your father is uh, obviously Clint Eastwood. He owns a golf club in Carmel called Tehama, of which my father is a member. Ah, nice. And I used to play golf. So I was on like the high school golf team. And I used to play golf with your dad every once in a while because your dad was cool enough to be like, it's a private club. It's very nice. But your dad was cool enough to be like, the golf team can come and play here for free and sometimes he'd come out with us and play and it was so cool yeah so your dad is one of the nicest guys in the world and i've got to say this i've been in radio since i was 16 years old my first radio state radio show was uh for uh a high school called um stevenson which i actually didn't even go to school there but they allowed me to do a radio show there and my favorite movie to this day is your father's directorial debut it's a movie called Play Misty For Me, where he plays a radio DJ uh-huh. in Carmel, which actually is a real jazz station that still airs there. Yeah. Um, and when I was in college doing radio, your dad's character on in that movie, his name was Dave Garber, and he was like this badass jazz DJ that was trying to like make it in the pop world in San Francisco. And I used to do a jazz show in college, and I went by the name Dave Garber, and no one got it, the reference. (laughs) But I would play jazz music from, like, midnight to three on Saturdays, and my thought, my hope was that people were just doing the sex, listening to my (laughs) portrayal of your father uh, from an amazing film called Play Missy for Me. So that is our connection. Mm. My brother actually went to... High school, I think, with your half sister, Allison. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a weird connection here. So, yeah, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. That's a good story. Um, and what school? What school did you go to? I went to Palma. So I went to the all boys school in Salinas. Oh, okay. That's probably why we didn't really know each other. So I want to start at the beginning. So you grow up. You grow up in Monterey or Carmel or Pebble Beach. I'm not exactly sure where you're living. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were only there for a short time, right? Like at some point you moved away. Yeah. I lived in Hawaii, um, with my mom for, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that from like six to 16, five to 16 or something, some 10 or 11 years. Um, and then, yeah, then I came back and I went to high school. I finished up high school in, in California. Yeah. 
Um, and then, and then I moved, then I went to college. Then I went to Santa Barbara city college. Okay. And which by the way is nicer than UCSV. It is. I remember my, my girlfriend went to UCSV and then all my idiot friends went to uh, Santa Barbara city college. And we were like, sure. we're partying, partying over there. We're not yeah. partying at UCSV. Yeah. 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 I was, I was one of the idiots who went to the city college, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you go to Loyola? I, well, I went, I only went there for about a year. Um, and I sort of like, I realized, I said, oh man, I, I gotta, I gotta get going with my career. Yeah. Um, I had this moment. I was, I, I remember, I remember it like so clear. It was, uh, I was out to lunch and I'd, I'd run into a friend that had recently graduated college and he was doing the same thing I was doing. He was bussing tables at a restaurant yep. and um, I was like, oh man, well, I better get going then and, and like figure this whole thing out in parallel. And so then I moved to LA and, and, uh, and, you know, tried to chase the, you know, the entertainment business. Yeah. And, and then I went to college. I went to, I used to continue to go to college. I went to Santa Monica city college and, uh, eventually I went to Loyola Marymount after several years and I ended up graduating from there. But that was, uh, that was my college experience. I mean, your father is, I mean, I guess he's probably, I don't know if there's a ranking, but I would assume he's in the top 10 greatest actors of all time. I don't know. Growing up in that environment, in that household, did that seem something that would be conducive to like follow in his footsteps? Or was there a part growing up of like, when you were a kid being like, I want to do something completely different than that? I think I always really liked movies. Yeah. I didn't know in what capacity I wanted to be involved in movies. Yeah. But I always really liked them. Um, but I don't know if I ever thought I had to do it. Uh, it, ju- it just sort of, I fell into it. Sort of said, okay, well, let me give it a shot and let's see if, let's see if I can do it. Yeah. And um, I always sort of say like, I'm kind of like a, like a walk-on player. Okay. Who's like just kind of able to get it done and, and do it. You know, I'm not, I'm definitely not the most talented guy in the room. There's a lot of, a lot of talented filmmakers and, and actors and, and artists out there. But I was sort of able to cobble it together and, and, and kind of figure out, figure out a path. Do you get like advice from your dad? Like growing, like what I was like, so my fiance comes from a line of actors, right? And mm-hmm. they're, and she's an actress. And their advice to her was, do not do this. Yeah. That's it's pretty, going that's, to be so hard. That's pretty good advice. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good advice. I mean, like, I've so, said that before. I've given that advice. But would, would your dad say that? Would he like, listen, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. It's just, um, he might say that. He might not. You know, it depends on when you catch him. It, it's the thing about it is there's a lot of timing in and luck involved um you have to be you have to be able to do it and be talented i think but um there's a lot of really talented people that that maybe never that maybe maybe never achieve the sort of success they want or or dreamed of yeah but I, i think if you're if you're if you're okay with you know knowing it's it's sort of there's some luck and 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 timing involved then you know you could do it and Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I want to go back to you said that at, at some point you were bussing tables. 
Yeah. I mean, I love the fact. So it's so weird. We've had this like string of guests on who have talked about their life in the service industry so much so that we've like thought about changing the podcast idea of just talking to celebrities about working in the service industry. Cause for whatever reason, it's the common denominator. Mm-hmm. It's a job that pays relatively well. The hours are flexible. So you can kind of like still go to auditions and still work on things. And, and everyone is in, is working on in, in the art community <clears throat> yeah. in that, in that world. So were you just uh, like a bus boy or did you do, were you a waiter, a host, a bartender? Did you do all those things? I did, I did all those. I did all those jobs at one point in time or another. Yeah. Um, valley park cars. Yeah. It's also a kind of a flexible one. You know, you clock in for four to six hours and do it, <clears throat> do a shift and then, then, uh, kind of pursue other things. Yeah. What was your biggest pet peeve of working in the service industry? Dealing with <laughs> dealing with human beings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there. You know, it's uh, man. People can be really shitty. Yeah. To each other. We were talking. I was talking to Kate Flannery about it, and I remember doing brunches. Did you ever work a brunch? I'm sure. Yeah. The, yeah, I did a lot. Yeah. The yeah. brunch crowd is the worst group of humans that has ever been assembled together. Yeah, because probably a lot of them are, are like if it's Sunday, a lot of them are hungover. Yep. Right. So they're they're just antsy and they're just the at their low. They're either <clears throat> super hungover and just mad at the world. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, by proxy, they're mad at you. Yep. They are, or they are like vapid, way too much energy, getting wasted on bottomless mimosas, yep. and by proxy, rude to you. Mm-hmm. Or and I were I did this when I was in in Nashville, so there was a big ch- church crowd that would come in, mm-hmm. and so they feel so good about themselves and what they're doing, and they went to church this morning that they are by proxy horrible to you because they set they pressed reset on like um, being they did their good thing now they can be an asshole again, oh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. No, um, but I, I think it's so cool that you that you did that. I mean, like you, you, you come, you're coming from this entertainment family, but still you were like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to work these jobs. I'm going to kind of pull myself up. Well, it wasn't make really, it. it wasn't a choice. It wasn't. I think if I probably had the choice as a 20 year old, I probably <laughs> would have said, Oh no, sure. I'll do whatever you're going to, you know, no, it was, it was, it was by necessity. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's, that's sort of how that worked. Do you remember like the first gig you booked? Um, some small roles in some small movies. Yeah. Um, um, I don't, it's not like I really remember the, it just, it just, I, yeah, I started having some things happen. I was also, I was also kind of moonlining. I did some, some modeling work. Mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, get some chicken scratch that way and. And kind of keep keep the whole dream alive. Yeah. Do you remember if there was a moment where you were like, "I think that this could work. I think I, I think I can make this happen." <laughs> I still wake up every day. Going, yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope this could work. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Is there was there a like a film or project that you worked on where you're like, "All right, we're there now." 
Um, <clears throat> no, the interesting thing about, about, about it is you, you know, unless you're a writer or, you know, someone who's so talented that it's undeniable, like you can create your own screenplays, your director, or, you know, you, you, you are kind of in the business of, of being at the mercy of, of, of the other people to hire you for their projects. Yeah. Um, and that's all, you know, I mean, I put a lot of credit mostly just, you know, probably my reputation of, you know, just showing up and working hard and not, um, you know, I'm not definitely not the best. So it's, it's a, it's a reputation thing. Like, Hey, you know, he's good. He can do the job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're a little bit, you're a little bit powerless in that, in that way. <clears throat> and so that's, that's, um, that's not like, that's not my favorite position to be in. Yeah. Um, in my life. And I think that sometimes is why, uh, it, I mean, it's so tough for, for actors because every time you do a job, then you reset, mm-hmm. right. Then you reset, then you're all of a sudden you're unemployed. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it, it might happen. And, um, it, as you kind of like get closer to the layer cake of, you know, the, the top of the food pyramid, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that for, for the big, big, big mega stars out there that, that is less and less a concern. Um, but everyone, you know, everyone has their, their, their time there. And then that, that might, you know, change too. Yeah. So is there anything that you, you haven't done in your career that you're like, God, I really want to do that. I really want to try that. A ton of things. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of stories and movies that, um, that, that I want to tell and that I'm currently trying to, to tell and, and, and working toward that goal. As, Writer, producer, like in not writer, but <clears throat> producing, yeah, and acting, and uh, maybe one day directing, yeah, yeah. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian Cocktail Maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds make mom's mother's day and all the 364 days that aren't mother's day with a bartesian cocktail maker at 50 dollars off visit b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n.com backslash mother now to get 50 dollars off the bartesian premium cocktail maker bartesian premium cocktails on demand i'm elia connie and this is family therapy my best hopes I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, like, and I, I don't want to harp on the patriarchal thing of this, but there is a, your dad is known as a, as a great actor, but now I feel like he's, it's almost pivoted to this directorial mm-hmm. hierarchy. Yeah. Is, is that where you would like to see your career go as well? Or is it kind of like an all encompassing entertainment? I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not ready to direct yet. I don't, I don't, it's, it's a lot of, um, it's a labor of love, you know, especially when you, when you're first starting out, I think as, as a director, you got to get people to believe in your movie, your vision, you got to go raise money. You have to go through all the things that I've gone through and, and, and added on top of that, you have to get people to believe that you can do it. Yeah. Um, better than an established guy. So, um, I don't think I'm ready to do that quite yet. Okay. But, um, we'll see, you know, man, I might direct a movie and be like, I love this. Oh my gosh. I love this more than, than acting. Or I might direct a movie and say, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of doing the self deprecation thing, which I do a lot as well. But to be fair, you are a very talented actor. You've been in some very big movies. Uh, I mean, Suicide Squad is huge. Pacific Rim. I I had forgotten about Invictus. Mm -hmm. Of all, I mean, like, these are big, big films. Of all of these films, which one did you love working on the most? You know, I get this question a lot, and it's an impossible question to answer. It's like asking a parent what kid they like the most. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) They're all, they're all, you know, they all have great experiences. They all have. They all have their ups and their downs. Yeah. Um, some experiences are much better than others. Yeah. Um, and I I think you learn something uh, from each of them. Every time you do a movie, it's kind of like uh, like a little mini summer camp. Yeah. You, they all have their own life force. You meet different personalities, different people. Um, and you know you find it. You find out that. There's people you like 100% want to work with again and again and, and you want to do a thousand movies with. And there's people you never want to work with again. Yeah. 
And that's just people. That's just life, right? I mean, you just go through life and it, it, it's the same thing. It's, like, you know, it's just sort of, it's hyper concentrated to uh, um, spending a lot of time with people that you don't know all of a sudden for, you know, call it two and a half, three months, four months, five months. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's um you know, uh, there's going to be personalities that clash. Yeah. I won't be a jerk and ask who you didn't like working with, but I would like to know who are some of your favorite people to work with. Um, I've got, it's a long list. Um, as far as, as far as directors, um, I've been really lucky. And on that list of people, um, you know, I, I've gotten to work with, um, directors like Oliver Stone and George Tillman Jr. And, um, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on of people, like really great directors. I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, yeah, Clint Eastwood. Uh, he's on there somewhere. <laughs> I um, heard of him. Uh, but, you know, I think there's like a lot of a lot of people that I, I really admire and, and I list. And I'm working on a film right now with Guy Ritchie, who it's been an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, and we're shooting it here in L.A. So, Yeah. What about in terms of like co-stars and fellow actors? Who are some of the best people to be around on set with? Um, the best people are the nicest people. Yeah. The, they're just, you know, the most down to earth. I don't even know if I need to get into names, but <clears throat> there's a lot of really nice, nice people out there. Yeah. Um, that don't go to brunch. Yeah. <laughs> and that are super professional and show up and do their job and, and are nice and gracious to everybody. And not just the actors, you know crew um people that you you never know their name and and you might not ever know their name but they're, they're gracious you know it's everyone has to get up in the morning and show up and and do the same job you know you're there for the same you know time you're doing it all together it's a collaboration yeah um so anybody the answer is anybody who doesn't think of themselves as more important than anyone else yeah i mean i've i've done enough tv shows now to know the importance of crew and it's weird because it's crew you never see obviously that's the kind of the point but let's say your call call time is 6 30 a.m which sucks you know that means that there was someone that was setting up lighting at 3 30 a.m you know like there are all these jobs that people don't even think about Mm -hmm. and without all those guys and and girls it wouldn't work. It doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's, and I have also been on enough sets where people are divas and assholes to mm-hmm. those people. And sure. as a person who's had a, I've had a radio show since I was a kid and I always produced it myself. So I was like part talent and then also effectively crew. Yeah. It absolutely, there's nothing worse. Actually, there's one, one thing that's worse than the diva who's an ass to like the lighting guy. And mm-hmm. you're like, dude, come on. What do you want to do? The only person that's worse is a person who's rude to their waiter. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've ever been on a date or been with someone who's mean to their waiter. You're like, really? Well, you just slip out the back door on them. Yeah. And then you're in trouble by proxy because they, me- they can mess with your food. You know, <laughs> I'm hanging out with Scott Eastwood on the Wells cast right now. Um, you have a clothing line, clothing line named, uh, made here 
brand.com socks, shirts, hats, boxers. Boxers. How many times have you been asked boxers or briefs question? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I won't do that. Yeah. I won't do that to you. I remember doing radio super young and uh and that we had a list of 10 questions never to ask. Yeah. And that was number 1 uh-huh. on the list. Sure. And of course, the prep that I got was like, that's a good box of everything. Not going to happen. Mm. Um, go to madeherebrand.com. They, we got a promo code right now, Wells20, 20% off. This is perfect stuff um, for the holidays or just for any time, really. Um, what made you want to do this? I mean, uh, <clears throat> what drove you into the, like, the clothing world? That's a good question. I didn't really see myself going into the clothing world, but... Um... I have a business partner who, who really came up with the idea and, um, you know, he pitched me on it and I said, that's a really good idea. And I would like to see more clothes and more, more products made here in America. Yeah. Uh, American manufacturing is something that used to be a, um, a massive staple in our country and, to see that all shipped elsewhere is uh, is just a shame. It's you know, a ton of jobs, and 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 it kind of goes back to you know how we were when we when people lived in small communities with each other, they would trade goods. Yeah, you know that's how you use that's 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 like how it was based on. It was a trading society, and the bigger the world gets, the more, you know, we just sort of can outsource those things from a farther away place because of economic reasons. Um, and I just think it, it's, it's really cool to, to support people that are, that, that, that are here and we have amazing manufacturing in America mm-hmm. and why not support it and yeah. why not bring more uh, products back here and, and, and in so doing so, you know, more jobs. But what do you think the reason is? Is it purely financial driven that, Things are being sent elsewhere. I, I think, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, why would we if it if it cost more, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, we wouldn't do it there. Well, it's really cool, um, and I also love the, I guess, the sustainability of it with like the recycled materials and stuff. Yeah, it's really important. It's, I mean, you know, we have we have a, a massive problem with, um, you know, with uh, with single use plastics and. Um, you know, unrecyclable goods. Um, so that's something that, you know, I really wanted to be a, a part of the solution, right? You know, everyone, everyone needs clothes, everyone needs stuff. And so um, how can you package that and, and, and create it? So it's not, you know, it's, it's, um, it's good for the environment or at least it's, it's, it's um, sustainable. Yeah. Uh, the website's uh, madeherebrand.com. Uh, promo code is Wells20. Hanging out with uh, Scott Eastwood, who's literally apparently done everything at this point, now getting in the clothing line, which is very, very cool. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to do kind of rapid-fire questions and then uh, wrap things up, okay? Great. Great. 
Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Eastwood is on the Wells cast today. Easily the best looking guest we've ever had on the show. I got to say. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I want to do some rapid fire questions. But first, uh, I wanted to ask, what is what is something that people wouldn't believe about you? Like, what are, what are some things that people just don't know about Scott? Um, that I would... Gladly sleep in the back of my truck if I didn't have a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you grew up in, in Monterey for a little bit, so I assumed you surfed in Carmel, and then you went to Hawaii, so I assumed you surfed yeah. there. I was, like, looking at some of your Instagram uh, videos and stuff. Is it still a big part of your life? 
It is. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a good part of my life. It's a very healthy part of my life. Um, I credit a lot of surfing to, uh, to like my direct happiness. I mean, just being, being by the ocean, being, um, being able to travel to exotic places all over the world and experience those experiences and be in the salt water. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a really positive thing. There's a video on your Instagram that I think you guys are surfing. Maybe you're paddleboarding. I'm not sure. And mm. it looks like it doesn't look like a couple orcas uh-huh. show yeah. up underneath <laughs> your surfboards. <laughs> Yeah, within just show up, we actually, <laughs> this is a really stupid bonehead move, but um, <laughs> me and my buddy were in, in uh, Mexico. We were, we were down in Baja, and we saw them, and my buddy said, you think we could paddle out to them in time as they're passing by? And yeah. I said, yeah, we probably could. I said, you want to try? <laughs> and so we tried, <laughs> and we got out there. And, and the weirdest thing about that experience was my buddy... <laughs> He'd watched Finding Nemo a few times. Yeah. Like he thought he could speak whale. <laughs> I, when I was watching it, I was like, is he doing the Nemo thing right he, now? He did the Nemo thing. <laughs> he did the thing. And and I told him he's an idiot. And I turned out to be the idiot because it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I'm sort of lost for words. Uh, he did the, they, we didn't get out there in time. They had passed by us. Yeah. And he did the Nemo thing and he called him back. Really? Called him back. And they came back and they just swam around us and we just literally just, you know, pet them. Did you, did you <laughs> for, touch them? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's wild. They're not, are they dangerous? They're not dangerous to humans, are they? I, I think they are smarter than we know. Yeah. And I think they can do whatever they want. I yeah. think, um, you know, look, we're, I'm, I'm all in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we, we're going to repost that video, uh, on uh, the Wells Cast uh, Instagram because it's it is bonkers. When I was going through it, I was like, "Is this real?" Because I don't, I don't think you yeah. see your face. So I was like, "Maybe this is like just a random video of some surfers that you like took." But I, it's amazing that it was actually you. It's so cool. Um, rapid fire questions. Then I'll let you go. You ready? Rapid fire questions with Scott Eastwood. Number one, first kiss. Uh, eight years old. Wow. Do mm. you remember her name? Nope. Wow. That's hurtful for her because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know she's talking about that every jet she gets. Uh, what was your first concert? Oh, first concert, Green Day. Yeah, that's a good one. First job, uh, smoothie shop, construct and and or construction. Yeah, what did yeah. you do in the construction world? Oh, I mean, I was I was a grunt laborer. Yeah, you know, you work for your buddies. Uh, dad's company yep. and you know you, you you haul bags of sand you you know dig ditches whatever yeah I did that too I was a roofer <laughs> for my dad's my, my buddy's dad's company so yeah. much fun though so much fun uh, the fact that they allowed us to get on roofs and do that stupid <laughs> stuff at 16 years old just ridiculous they didn't want to be on them yeah exactly <laughs> uh, what was your first car um 91 Ford Crown Vic yeah yeah you still have it no, no, no! It died. <clears throat> it died on Santa Monica Boulevard, and it cost more to it. Was, it cost more to fix it than it was worth. Is there a party that wants to get it back? No, no, right. <laughs> it's dead to me. <laughs> Still on Santa Monica Boulevard, it's rotting. Uh, celebrity you're mistaken for? Clint Eastwood? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have one. Okay, 
You know when they so when, you're a lot of get, I get I get hey you're you're that you're that guy yeah 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 you're that guy yeah, yeah. and I'm like what guy are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> I like to put people on on blast when I say that I'm like I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. I, but I know <laughs> um who would you call to get you out of jail uh I've got a I've got a few buddies um that I would either call to call to get me out of jail or um. Or do something illegal with. Yeah. Yeah. They're a ride or die homies for nice. sure. Biggest pet peeve. Elitism. Nice. Teacher that influenced you the your life the most. Um Chris Martin, my seventh grade Spanish teacher. Mm. <clears throat> Can you speak Spanish pretty well? Yeah. Yeah. Last person you text on your phone. Mom. Most famous person in your phone. <laughs> most famous person uh it, it like i don't know how you qualify the most famous person but i probably would say my dad i yeah. guess yeah rapid fire with scott eastwood dude thanks so much for coming on the show hey thanks for having me really cool getting to know you and for everyone out there um if you're looking for some holiday gifts or just some awesome stuff for yourself uh madeherebrand.com that's Scott's clothing line and uh he was nice enough to hook it up with a promo code just use wells w e l l s and then the number 20 scott thanks again man thank you subscribe to wells cast on iHeartRadio Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts it's the internet The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.